to the Podcock PCAST. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock, joining me on the program yet again. The one, the only Bryce Baumgartner. How you doing? Oh, 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 oh. No, that's not Tim Allen barking. That's a fucking Cleveland Brown dog pound bark right there, baby. That's uh, three and one. Doing fine. Doing fine. And Bobby Russell joining us as well again. How's it going? Uh, glad to be back just as the same as the Mid-American Conference comes back today with the schedule release. Yeah, I saw that. So I imagine we'll be back in our lives um, pretty soon. All right, let's get started. Tim Allen trivia to start out the show. This is um, a question very quick. One answer is correct. The question is, what hand what hand is Tim Allen, you know? The, oh, he, the, Tim you Allen's know, a, le- a lefty. Got to go right. Bryce, you did it again. Tim Stop Allen off. is a lefty. Uh, I did a little research and found that um, he's on a <laughs> website called CelebrityLefties.com. He's like in the top ten. Of a celebrity lefties, so yeah. What Tim makes Allen. the top ten? Like, uh, like he's like just I, the fact that he's a popular guy. I would assume so. I didn't really check into their algorithm, <laughs> um, and I did look up some clips. Uh, Does seem like he did hold like tools and shit on home improvement with his left huh. hand. So yeah, Tim yeah. Allen, a lefty. So how, how about, about that? that? Hey. That was quick, concise, you know, to the point. There's no, like, weird answer there. I like it. I love it. I'm going to try to come up with the, another multiple answer one soon. Maybe not next week. I mean, we'll do a Tim Allen trivia, but um, stay tuned for that. That's clearly our favorite segment of the week. Um, all right, let's go to winners and losers for the weekend. Bobby, I'll start with you. Um Give me a winner. Give me a loser. Go for it. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I started off with, my winner this week is uh, the Mid-American Conference. Uh, coming back, um, they're going to predominantly play all of their games on Tuesday and Wednesday nights, just as as we need it back in our lives right now. Um, so that was pretty exciting. I think it's big for them, big exposure. People are going to be tuning in like crazy, more so than the previous years because of the action. Um, so that, that's my winner for the week. My loser for the week is uh, the number 18 team in NASCAR, um, Kyle Busch, uh, involved in multiple wrecks on Sunday, on the verge of being um, eliminated from the playoffs this Sunday. Um, some bad luck. We're going to the Roval where anything can happen. Needs a win to advance. So that's my loser from last week. Yeah, that NASCAR. That, that race was uh, – I mean, it was Dega. So it was expected, right. but crazy. That was your typical Dega, you know, typical one. I mean, yeah, true. Uh, Bryce, you want to go or you want me to go? Um, I can go real quick. Okay, so yeah. bear with me on this. Uh, my winner is Dwayne Haskins. Um, oh, because Interesting. Yeah, because he just got one step closer to getting the, like, fuck out of that shithole franchise of Washington, the Washington football team. Uh you guys, you know, the news today out of, out of Washington, uh, Ron Riviera decided to go with what? Is it Kyle Allen? Is that who that is? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. decided to go with him. Uh, not only did Dwayne Haskins move down the depth chart, he went below somebody that had a, 
like their leg pretty much almost like fully taken off last year. So he's sitting third on the depth chart. It means some crazy shit's going to the locker room. But honestly, like, I don't know what Washington's trying to do here. Because, like, why not just, like, let it fucking play out? What are you trying to accomplish? You know, Allen's not your dude. Haskins, I get it. Doesn't look great. Had a decent game. I know he was doing checkdowns and shit, but uh, against a, a pretty good Baltimore team, a really good Baltimore team, um, had his best game all year, I thought, um, stat-wise at least. And uh, come uh, come Tuesday, he's he's sitting on the on the bench. So, but I think it's good for him in the situation. I think he needs to get out of there, go somewhere else where he can sit number two, and, and, and grow that way. I thought it was weird with the, him being a project quarterback. They drafted him. Fire the coach, Rivera. Uh, I said Rivera. Ron Rivera uh, comes in, and, and obviously he's not his guy. So, um, anyway, he, he's my winner because I think it'll be work, work out for him in the long run. Uh, my loser is myself because I picked the Cowboys to win the, to go to the Super Bowl, and that's clearly not fucking happening. Holy shit, they're bad. Uh, so, yeah, defense is a mess. I don't want to say I'll, I'll never feel bad for Cowboys fans, but, man, uh, what a uh, what a shit show down there in uh, Jerry World, you know. So that's my winner and loser for the weekend. I'll piggyback up that with my uh, Al Borland of the week. This is a, the, uh, the scale's going to change, but Al might be my favorite on home improvement. My Al Borland of the week are your Cleveland Browns, Bryce. Just kind Thank of a you. statement statement win. Thank um, you. Dearness Johnson, kind of out of nowhere. Just had a big yeah. game. They ran for over 300 yards now. I get it. Dallas' defense is not great. But um, if you look at Dallas's upcoming schedule, they have the ability to, to win three out of their next four, maybe go 4 now. That division stinks, so I don't think they're done. I think if the season goes on, as it goes on, uh, if Cleveland keeps playing well, that, that win will look more and more impressive. Um, just some of the – Trick plays, Odell Beckham, he seems engaged. Jarvis is engaged. Um, it's just, you know, that offensive assignment. I got a big one we'll get to later when the Colts come to town. And, yeah, it was just impressive to go in there and, and win because kind of a spotlight game last week, and that's really not the Browns' forte to go win that game. But, yeah, uh, absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. It's a new uh, a new Browns. Uh, my loser, and we'll just get this out of the way, um, is the NFL. More COVID outbreak. Stephon Gilmore from the Patriots. We had another Titan or two. Um, Miami, somehow, the, I don't know if you guys saw this, the Dolphins are open to having a full-capacity stadium this week because it's Florida. Why not? Jesus I just, Christ. Yeah, I just don't know what the league is going to do. Now, there's five weeks like I said last week, they got the hotels booked past a month past the Super Bowl. And that bye week automatically in between the AC and the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. So there's five weeks. So do we start the playoffs later? Mm-hmm. Uh, and all these catch-up games? I don't know. Uh, Bobby, I'll start with you just if you want to piggyback off either one of my winners or losers here. Yeah, I'll go right off of the loser there, the NFL. Um, obviously, having the Steelers no game last weekend because of the Titan outbreak, and they continue to keep having positive tests, putting their game in jeopardy against the Bills this weekend. And, you know, they've already rescheduled one game. Where are you going to reschedule a second game, and who? how are you going to do that? Um, kind of brought that up in our, our group text 
that, you know, if you miss more than one game, if you can't control this, I know some of it's out of your control, but what, control what you can. Missing more than one game is going to throw a wrench in the whole season. It's going to create different tiebreakers. So I, I feel like teams need to be have to forfeit after their first reschedule to kind of make them think, yeah, this is needs to be taken more seriously. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter said they need to have a bubble mentality today. Um, obviously, they can't do that with 32 teams in the NFL all spread out across the country. Like, like you know, the NBA has a lot smaller teams, NHL, smaller teams, less people to travel, less people to house. So they need to do a better job. And I, I think the NFL is starting to roll out more regulations after the Patriot test I saw today. But until, until they can get that under control, I, I feel like taking a drastic measure has got to be the next best thing because that'll get all the coaches and owners on board that are losing out on the little bit of money they are coming in if, if it's a team that does allow fans. And then, like you said, with the Dolphins, uh, a full stadium in Florida because Florida's going to Florida, I, I just don't see how that's possible. I just, it just doesn't look good. Um, and, and like I, I think the NFL's headed for a two-week shutdown possibly. You know, if, if, if three or four teams can't play this weekend, you know, that takes two games off TV, they will they, they might have to look to shutting it down so that everyone can get right, get back into it, and then not have to create a forfeit or a tiebreaker here and there. Just they, they have to figure it out. Um, all great points, guys. Um, you know, the NFL's king. They can control, like, all this shit. You know, nobody really an- – you know, they don't – don't say answer to anyone so you know if you got to take two weeks off especially with Nick Chubb's injury why not just you know take a couple weeks off let it rest and then uh tech back up in December no I'm, I don't want to see that I want it to see it keep going but I definitely think Roger Goodell was opening up his like uh shit hitting the fan folder and like okay well here we are um you know bubble the teams in a way you know control it maybe it's a it's a team hotel get creative you got all the money make it happen work with the NFLPA to make sure it's all fair and everything and the players have to like they've already had their chance to opt opt out they knew this shit was going to happen like or be a, a huge possibility and and here we are already talking about it um so i don't know i don't want to you know it sucks i don't want to like talk about it all the time but uh again back to my fantasy football team of ryan Tannehill and uh derrick henry this fucking blows blows bad so hey i just want to see football i hope they can do it and you know they've got all the money all the resources they need I hope they can figure it out, and I hope they already had a plan in place and they're using using it. You know, forfeit forfeit your games. That's how it goes down. So be it. Yeah, one last thing, and then we'll move on. I, I don't know. I don't want it to be all doom and gloom. Um, baseball, I get it, smaller rosters, but early in their regular season, uh, the Marlins end up calling up like 18 guys, I think, just to kind of get through a stretch and get some games played and look there. And, I mean – a real as or you know, let me get my thoughts here. As real or fake as you think this playoffs is, the Marlins made the playoffs, so kind of a success if you want to look at it this way. Um, and the Cardinals as well, so they were able to work through it. I get the NFL roster sizes are, are much larger, but if it takes that, um, as for the forfeit thing, I'm not crazy about the forfeit thing, I get it, like you know. If you're going through all the, the measures and you still catch it, then I kind of feel bad. And if a team's able to get through their 16-game schedule on time and they have to wait around a couple weeks for some makeup weeks or whatever, I think that could be, you know, especially if they're a playoff team or only if they're a playoff team, 
that's kind of the reward. Like, hey, we didn't have to play. Uh, we can give our guys a couple weeks to rest up, heal up, and that can be kind of an advantage. Um, or, you know, one of those that boys for that organization. So I guess time will tell. Um, the NFL's not really saying too much. I, that makes me a little worried because I feel like they're trying to figure this thing out. But I guess the rest of us, kind of as a country and a world, are as well. So I guess that's where we're at. Um, you guys ready to move on? Yes, no more yeah. COVID. Okay. Uh, the AFC wins draft update. Right now, I'm in the rear with the gear. I have eight total wins so far. Uh, actually, that first Monday night game decided who's leading at the quarter point of this season. If, mm-hmm. if Bobby would have had his Patriots beat the Chiefs, mm-hmm. then it would be 11-11. But right now, Bryce, you have the lead 12 wins. Bobby has 10 on the season. So, I guess mm-hmm. at the quarter mark, congratulations, Bryce, winning right. yet again here on the podcast. Yeah, but Bobby was also short a game, right, because of the Steelers. So, Yeah, yep, yep. I mean – I think I had the Titans, maybe. So that would have been a, a big, big game yes. for Pat, I guess. So, yeah. But I'm also handicapped by the Jets. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you would have been better off picking Jacksonville. As funny as that is. Yeah, I almost gave Joe Burrow my winner of the week. By the way, for getting his first dub. So, I guess Absolutely. real quick, real quick shout out to him. All right, we're kind of flying through this thing, but that's uh, that's good. Um, let's move on. College football, kind of a pretty good slate of games this weekend. Um, we'll go through some of the games, go through the NFL games, and, and kind of get out of here, hopefully, in a timely manner, a short little listen for all y'all who do listen. Appreciate you. Um, we'll start with the Nooners. Red River Shootout. I'm not triggered. I'm still going to call it the Red River Shootout. Number 22, Texas, 2-1. and one. Take on the 1-2. and two. Oklahoma Sooners, Oklahoma two-and-a-half-point favorite. This game is at the Cotton Bowl, so that true neutral site. Bryce, your thoughts on the game? Oklahoma, Texas was programmed, whatever. Go for it. Uh, yeah, so biggest regret, like, being in Texas for six years to never make it up to one of these games. Um, you know, Cotton Bowl was always a bucket list for me. To you know, I've, I've driven around it, but I've never been to a game. I love how they – you know, it's not going to happen this year, but just splitting the fans down the middle. You've got that, uh, I don't know if they call it crimson and cream or whatever it is, and you've got the uh, um, the burnt orange of UT. Um, love that. Love the deep-fried food around it, but that's not happening. So uh, we just have two kind of shitty football teams playing against each other. Um, you know, huge letdown uh, for Texas against TCU last week, and obviously kind of a similar letdown with, with the Oklahoma game against Iowa State. Uh, man. Matt Campbell, uh, gotta love it. Um, I don't know. I'm coming down to uh, QB play, even though I don't really love him, and I've heard a lot of people compare him to Colt McCoy. Sam Ellinger still, you know, he he, he can he can shine in sometimes, but I I don't think he can just put it together consistently. Um, boy, the Oklahoma defense is bad. Uh, they're paying Alex Grinch a ton of money uh, to run that, and I I don't know if he's gonna make it through the year. They were complaining about. Uh, Old Bobby Stoops brother there, but uh, look what they got now. If I'm picking, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go UT. I'm gonna say Texas wins this game. Um, I, it'll still be a fun game to watch. It always is. But uh, guts telling me Texas. I think uh, that rat, uh, little 
Spencer, right? Spencer Rattler. Yeah, mm-hmm. he uh, he looks bad. He's uh, real comfortable within you know five ten yards, but anything after that, he's just does not look good. So QB one for you, but that's that. That's my gut. Yeah, uh, they should they need to rename this game this year from the Red River Shootout to the Brown Pants Blowout because these teams stink. Um, <laughs> I am not impressed at all with Oklahoma. They said Rattler could be a Heisman winner this year. Yeah, he's the farthest thing from the Heisman. Um, Texas, you know, they blew one against TCU there. You know, Gary Patterson's a wizard on defense. Um, so I was excited to see that, you know, they Texas should have two losses right now if Texas Tech didn't blow it in that week before. So, like, like Bryce is not high on either one of these two teams, but – the Cotton Bowl, it's, it's always that one game around this time of year. We always we talked about this last year. The Cotton Bowl, the Crimson and Cream, and the Burnt Orange right down the middle, as he said. It, it's just awesome to watch. Hopefully they put the, the, the fake fans in the stands and to kind of just make it look like that if they do anything. Um, I know it's early. I know both of these teams have lost early. But I want to say it right now, the Big 12 is not getting the team in the playoff this year. I agree. No. No, same here. I – Looking at this game, I mean, these these are the two teams that you would expect to come out of the Big 12 this year. Uh, I don't really see Iowa State being much of a threat. They lost to Louisiana. Nothing after that, just Louisiana. So, I just don't see. I, I could see a 7-0, 8-0 Pac-12 team getting in over a Big 12 team. That's this is how bad these two teams look. Texas is obviously the higher-ranked team. They look a little bit better, have a better defense. But I wouldn't put it past Oklahoma to win this game. And if Oklahoma does win this game, it makes that come true. The Big 12 will not get a team in. Yeah. Um, I think gun the head, I, you guys did a good job uh, covering that. I think gun the head, I, I think I'd take Texas. I guess, you know, Bryce mentioned the quarterback experience. I think that's where I would make uh, my bet at. All right, moving on to another game. We got a top 20 matchup. In the ACC, number 19, Virginia Tech on the road at number eight, North Carolina. The Tar Heels, a five-point favorite. Uh, Bobby, I'll go to you as this year you're an ACC expert with your Irish playing in the ACC. Um, Just what's your thoughts, a breakdown? What do you got here? Um, I'll be honest, I don't really know much about Virginia Tech yet. I know they've lost – they had one game rescheduled against Virginia um, due to COVID earlier. Um, so I haven't really watched them, haven't paid attention to them much. You know, they're ranked number 19. Would they be ranked right now if we could rank – if everybody in the AP actually ranked Big Ten teams and Pac-12 teams, would they be ranked? I, I, I couldn't say. North Carolina, um, you know, the old man down there, Mac Brown, has, you know, he's took a few years off, did the, the TV analyst thing, came right back in. You know, they had close one against Clemson last year. Um, ended up, I think they were what seven and five last year. They're they're looking good this year. Their quarterback, um, Sam Howell, I believe is his name, is awesome mm-hmm. quarterback. Um, I think he's going to be top five guy by the end of the year in the country. Um, and he'll he'll kind of have that Dwayne Haskins takeoff next year. I think um, if they can continue to recruit down there and get the good athletes, I think he'll have that stellar year next year there. Um, so I'm going to rule with North Carolina in this one. Uh, the Carolina blue, put the foot on the helmet, the tar heel on the helmet. Let's, let's go. Um, yeah, to, to add on to that, Mac Brown actually, I think, was quoted 
uh, either today or yesterday saying that Virginia Tech could be a top 10 team. Now, I know that's a uh, typical coach talk, you know, talking up your opponent and then wanting to, like, beat the piss out of them. So, uh, but I, I am really impressed with what Mac Brown's done. I didn't think he was going to do this, but he's, like, pulling together, you know, I think they have a top five recruiting class for 2021, uh, if not for 2022. I know one of those is, like, really high up there. Uh, so, you know, they're pulling in recruits, good for them. Um, so what, is it just Justin Fuente? Is that his name? That's the Virginia Tech coach now? It's his second year? Second um, or third, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a like a R&B pop singer from like the mid-2000s, like Justin <laughs> Fuente. I don't know. Him and Enrique Iglesias like, are touring together. He, he can be our hero. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he's opening for, for, for Enrique. So um, <clears throat> a little bit about Virginia Tech. Seems like they, you know, always want to run the ball. Uh, they got a kid. I think he's a transfer from Kansas or Kansas State. Um, Khalil Herbert. He he had a pretty good game. Um, God, I want to say, did they play last week or the week before? Maybe like not Syracuse. That was UNC. Anyway, whatever. He can run the ball. And um, UNC, I think, only allowed 40 yards rushing total against a Boston College team that's actually doing really good with a new coach, Jeff Halfley, coming over from Ohio State. So, um, kind of. Um, be interesting to see if Virginia Tech can get the running game going. Um, I think it'll be a, 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 a good game. This is a little rivalry, um, so I'm just glad we're talking about it. You know, this is this is exciting. Um, I think UNC wins, um, but I, I really think it'll be a, a solid game. I wish we could have seen that Virginia Tech win the game, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Tar Heels too because they're home, and I don't know who's available for Virginia Tech. I think they had like 20, 19 test yeah. positive at some point um so maybe guys are starting to trickle back in i know hayden hooker their starting quarterback projected into the season the the guy that took over the reins last year um has been out in this time with a, a positive so um yeah caroline i do like sam Howe. he's got a uh, got some mobility to him but uh definitely a good thrower of the football how about that cliche uh to say that but i'm gonna get tar heels um, all right, last noon game we'll focus on number four, Florida. The Gators travel to Texas A&M, take on the 21st-ranked Aggies. Florida, six-and-a-half-point road favorites. Um, Bryce said it in the SEC preview. He loved Kyle Trask. I didn't. I'm eating my words now. Uh, A&M, they, just, they don't have any explosion, really, down the field. Uh, I know Alabama is kind of a different animal, but – that was very apparent in that game, the explosive plays and just for, for Alabama and a and A&M just happened to kind of nickel and dime their way down the field. It's just tough. Um, I know Florida's defense hasn't been great, but it's Florida. They got athletes. Um, they're going to blitz the shit out of you. So I'll, I'll take Florida. I don't know if I'd bet Florida could be closer just because it's on the road, but I say Gators. Um, uh, Bobby, then Bryce, you guys got anything on this one? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fitting that Texas A&M's field's called Kyle Field because Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts are going to have probably six touchdowns again this week. <laughs> um, I, I said it in our SEC preview. I thought Florida was going to be the only SEC team to go to the playoff this year. Looking like a smart man so far. Hopefully they continue to keep that up. Um, always love seeing Texas A&M go down. Um, yeah, uh A&M gave up 435 yards uh, in the air to Bama, and uh, I don't know. I think I, 
I was really drunk Saturday and like was watching this game like on and off, and I just remember being like, "Fuck it, A and M sucks," and like Alabama is beating the piss out of them, and like stupid me for thinking A and M would like be able to compete against anybody, and I don't know. I I I think with the the twelfth man probably not being in full effect, I don't know if they're gonna have fans there, but that's a great that's a great place to watch a football game. Um, it's like a cult over there. I think I said this probably last year. Man, it's a uh, it, it is a fun place to go watch a game. A lot of drinking, just a lot of fun, and uh, like it's a weird thing with the cadets and like the band. And uh, but uh, anyway, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Florida's going to blow them out. Just come and have to go, you know, Bama, and then have Florida. I don't know. I feel like um, it's just a recipe for a blowout here, especially with a, a suspect defense like uh, A&M's got. So give me Florida, and I'll I'll fucking I'd put money on that if I bet. But I don't because I'm responsible. I'm yeah, sure. I guess fiscally <laughs> right. responsible. Right on. All right, the big three thirty CBS SEC game, number three, two and L Georgia. They host Tennessee, the fourteenth ranked Volunteers. Also coming into this one with a record of two and L Georgia, laying twelve and a half points. Bryce, you can start. Any thoughts on this one? Um, you know, this is a like historically a really close, usually a his, like really close game, I guess you could say. Um, Georgia has the series by one game. I think it's like 23 to 24. Um, I was really impressed. I know I think we were all pretty high on Auburn going in, uh, you know, in between the hedges and, and, and pulling out the win. But, uh, man, Georgia's defense looked looks great. Um, and Stetson Bennett, you know, I think – I don't think he's like that big of a drop from what we saw from uh, Fromm last year. He's kind of your typical game manager. Um, uh, Zamir White looks like the real deal at running back. And they also had four other players with, I think, five or more carries. So they, like, split the rock up a lot. So, um, you know, we'll see if Tennessee's defense can handle that. Um, What was I going to say about Kirby Smart? Basically, um, just, you know, I'm a – I'm not a huge fan of him. I just I don't know what it is. His name's Kirby. Just, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like like what are you gonna say? He recruits good players, but uh, um, I don't know. I I think he's I think he's playing like the Mac Brown, being like you know Tennessee's better than we like they should be, or this or that, or yada yada yada. I don't know. I I feel like it's gonna be a a, a good hard nosed football game. Um, I would love to see Tennessee pull off the upset, but um, I don't know. I'd be dumb like last week to think that George is going to lose, especially with that defense. Yeah, um, I'll jump in. Yeah, I, I'm kind of drinking the orange volunteer Kool-Aid a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw they had a uh, seven offensive line package last week in their game. Just love when you get the big fellas out on the field. Uh, they're big. George is huge, though. That was the, the thing that stuck out to me last week, that Auburn game. Both lines of scrimmage, just the size difference, just jumped out on the screen, and that's kind of the reason why they kicked Auburn's ass. Um, maybe Tennessee's able to hold up a little bit against that that defense line of Georgia. Um, Quarantano, maybe he's better than Stetson Bennett. I agree with Bryce, though. You know, Stetson Bennett really not much um, of a drop off um, than Fromm was. So I, I think it can be a little closer than the experts think. I, I think Georgia wins, but, um, you know, another thing, next week, if you're looking ahead, 
Georgia has Alabama. So maybe a little letdown look ahead sandwich game here. Here, I know Tennessee nationally hasn't been the program they was when we were growing up. So maybe kids these days don't realize like Tennessee could be a big game, even with the little number beside them. So uh, I think Tennessee could keep it close, but I would still take Georgia probably, you know, 10, 11 point win. So just a shade under uh, what Vegas says. Bobby, well, uh, what do you got here? I got the dogs. I mean, Tennessee, Jeremy, Jeremy Pruitt, not, not that great of a coach. Uh, I feel like they've been a product. Tennessee is the product of their schedule so far this year. Um, South Carolina, Missouri, kind of the bottom of the SEC East there. You know, they, they, got, they got the recruits. They're coming in, but they're nowhere near the level of Georgia. Um, I, I, I do see kind of a letdown with Alabama looming for Georgia. Um, but this is your SEC East rivalry game. Um, dogs, you know, like Bryce said, running back to you. Um, they just keep churning them out. Uh, Stetson Bennett, he's all right. Um, game manager. I mean, he's throwing in huge lips on the sidelines, so he's definitely a Georgia quarterback. But Hell is yeah. he really? Yeah. Oh, you didn't see that? No. How did I miss that? That's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big old cat turd. And, uh, yeah, give me the dogs. All right, we don't have to go in-depth with the next two games. Uh, 6 o'clock, ESPN number two, Alabama goes to Ole Miss. My question to both you guys, will the lane train – and Ole Miss make this a game, Bobby, then Bryce, what's your answer? Uh, I'm going to say yes, also because oh. weather is going to play a factor. Uh, hurricane coming oh. through uh, through Mississippi right about game time. Um, so, you know, weather is a great equalizer. Uh, looks like Alabama, they got a good running game, good off the line. But, I, you know, I think Ole Miss can run the ball just as well. Um, whoever can pass the ball better in that range is going to come out with this one. Um, you know, I think it's going to play to Alabama getting uh, Waddle open across the middle on like a crossing route, five-yard route, just to get it in his hands and let him go. So uh, it's going to be closer because of the weather and everything. And I'm pretty high on Ole Miss. I like what I'm seeing so far. Um, Coral, John Rice, Plumley, both pretty good quarterback system there. Uh, I wish they'd pick one and stick with him. Um, but, yeah, Alabama's going to win. It's going to be close, though. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think – the exact opposite's gonna happen. I don't know. Like, like I said last week, I was like, yeah, I think A&M's gonna play Bama close, yada yada yada, and wasn't it wasn't quite as as what we thought. But um, I don't know. Interesting coaching matchup. You know, you've got the uh, the the Saban versus versus Lane there. I love it. I, I mean, I just I can't imagine what that like if they're gonna even like see each other. At, at like midfield, like you usually see, like I'm sure it's all going to be like shake hands or probably not shake hands, but you know they'll be cordial. But you know, Saban fucking hates him and Stephen. Oh hates yeah, him. you know you know they hate each other. So like, there's part of me that thinks like maybe it'll be close. Like he kind of knows like how to beat them a little bit, but he doesn't have the horses to to run with them. So yeah, I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be close at least throughout the whole game. Maybe the first half it'll be decent, but I think Bama uh, will will win comfortably. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, that's a 24-point spread uh, in favor of Alabama. Um, I just think they they just put them up in the meat grinder if the weather's bad, get Najee going. Um, a couple weeks ago, Tennessee – or Tennessee, Florida was able to rip through them. I know they threw the ball on them, but I, I think Alabama. Again, kind of the Stetson Bennett mold, Mac Jones, 
do I trust him yet? Do I think he's great? No, no. But um, is he doing everything Saban's asking him to do and the weaponry around him? It's making sense right now. So I think obviously next week that Georgia game, which of course will be discussed here on the show as a, a true litmus test for both. Uh, all right, Bobby, you get the shine here. The Knowles off a huge comeback win over Jacksonville State. Hey, that's not a FBS program, by the way, in case all you people out right. there thought that. Anyway, uh, the Knowles coming off a win. Can they get a winning streak going? Bobby, or Irish, fifth-ranked team of the country. Get to play them, 7.30 Eastern time on NBC. Irish 20-and-a-half point favorite at the moment. Bobby, your thoughts here? Yeah, uh, obviously, let's start with the Irish on this one. Coming off a two-week layoff, uh, you know, we just were able to take those two weeks off. Nothing big happened. Um, lots of lots of good things happened. Uh, we get Kyle Hamilton back. Uh, he hurt his ankle against Duke. Uh, didn't play against USF. Uh, so that'll be huge for our secondary. Um you know, come off two-week layoff uh, right now, Irish are graded as the best offensive line in the nation. The need to run the ball a lot better, though. Uh, didn't do it very well against Duke. Kind of got on track against South Florida, but it's also South Florida. So I'm looking for a huge game from them, huge game from our running game. Um, our, obviously, we keep turning out tight ends. Um, we got a senior. We got a junior in Tommy Tremble. Uh, freshman Michael Mayer from Kentucky has been called Baby Gronk, which – I think every white guy that wears 87 is called Baby Gronk. But the kids, uh-huh. the kids build the exact same. Um, reminds me of him. I think he runs a lot better routes than Gronk does. Irish defense has been awesome this year. We're going to be down a few guys that are out uh, with some medical stuff uh, from these last two weeks still. So that's going to be tough to kind of come up with that. But we got a great defensive line depth and defensive end depth. I'd say kind of our linebackers, our outside linebackers are kind of our weakest spot. Um, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, uh, or Jock, like to call him. Um, he's going to be first round pick this year, I think. He's just kind of in that same mold of Jalen Smith. So I'm kind of excited to see him play again. Um, Florida State, you know, I think they found a quarterback that finally um, that kind of sparked them in the second half there against Jacksonville State. But I just don't think they're in the spot to compete yet with Norvell. Obviously, he hasn't been on the sidelines for two games. But he doesn't have the guys to run his system yet, and he doesn't – obviously without spring practice, shortened summer, I don't think he got everything installed that he wanted to. Um, and I just don't think they're ready to compete. I, I still think they shouldn't give up on him, so I think it'll be a two-, three-year project for Florida State. Um, this game kind of worries me. Um, you know, Notre Dame will be rusty coming off of it. Wish it was a little bit colder, um, which was about 50 degrees at kickoff instead of about 65. Um but 20 and a half point favorite kind of scares me. I I think it's a lot closer than that. But the Irish are going to pull this one out and keep trekking to our November 7th matchup. Uh, Bobby, are you drunk? I'll go ahead. <laughs> Notre Dame's going to beat the fuck out of Florida State. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I respect your, you know. Listen, man, I've watched this team for 28 yeah. years. I, I, I know a letdown game when I see one. Yeah, but. We're talking about Florida State here, guys. Like they're they're fucking awful. Like they've got one bright spot, and I don't even know. I haven't even heard much about him this year. It's that Marvin. I think Marvin Wilson. He's like a three technique. Um, you know, he chose Florida State over Ohio State, and I think the story was that he like liked the chicken they served at the like campus center place. I don't fucking know what they call it. I don't know. Probably like a you know chow hall, but. 
So that just goes to show you, like, if it comes back to, like, you know, chicken or getting coached by Larry Johnson, the best defensive line coach, you should probably go with the coach and not the fucking food at the on the campus. So, um, but, yeah, anyway, that's all I had to say about that. Yeah, I'd I pound Notre Dame. I think they uh, they boat race them. All right, final college game of the weekend. Uh, game day will be on hand. Number seven, Miami, the U, 3-0. and They travel to Death Valley. They take on the number one ranked Clemson Tigers. Clemson, a 14-point favorite at the moment. Um, Bryce, I'll throw this one to you first. Just uh, what are you thinking here? Yeah, um, so if you're, like, under 10 and you're listening to this, like, earmuffs real quick, but this is, like, the first college football game that kind of, you know, gets my dick hard. I like the momentum um, that that Miami has coming into this game, and this will obviously be the first, I say, true test. They, you know, I think Clemson's played the Citadel and played Virginia. Other than that, that's I think that might be it. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a great, you know, measuring stick for these, these two programs. Um, you know, I think uh, Miami is going to, like, challenge them, uh, you know, offensively and actually have a game plan to go go against this Clemson defense. Um, you know, don't say Brent Venables because I know Herb Street will say that fucking 12 to 15 times. If you're watching this game, count how many times he says Brent uh, Venables. That's the drinking game. Yep. That's the fucking drinking game, and you will get intoxicated. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, Clemson's probably going to win, but, boy, wouldn't that be fun if Miami uh, – shock the world like we're due for one of those in the ACC I'm sick of Clemson coming out of there obviously because they you know have, have beaten Ohio State a couple times and like been a true challenge but uh you know hat, hats off to what Dabo's done down there I don't like the guy but Jesus he's he's built a program up um you know Lawrence looks good um ETN is a hell of a running back I think he had more I don't know if he had more receiving yards than he had rushing yards last week but Jesus it's just like the dude can do it all. He's going to be a great pro. Um, love his balance. Love everything about him. So um, I hope it's a good game because I'm excited about it, and I hope it's not a letdown where like Clemson is just like just way better. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hope, hopefully, the use back guys. Um, I'll jump in, then Bobby, you can finish this out here. I just think you know you said it, Bryce. That's you know not measuring stick uh, game for both. I just can't. I love De'Aaron King. He's brought some energy to that program. Miami's got athletes, but they don't have Clemson's type athletes yet. We'll see down the road. It just I can't trust Miami yet. Um, I think you're going to bet this game. All the bets. Last I checked, there's like 84% of the bets are going on Clemson, and the line's kind of staying where it opened up at. So maybe it blooms a little bit uh, later, closer to kickoff on Saturday, if you're going to bet it from that perspective. Maybe you get a little value if you want to go. Uh, with Miami, but I I just can't. It being in Death Valley, I just remember a couple years ago that ACC championship game. Uh, it was close for a quarter and a half, and then Clemson kind of opened the floodgates on them. So uh, Lauren T ten incredible. Clemson's got a bunch of dudes. Uh, I I would take the Tigers here. Bobby finishes out with the college late. Yeah, like you said, being in in Clemson, um, I'd feel a lot more comfortable leaning towards Miami if it was held in South Florida. Um, but like, like Bryce said, you'll hear Brent Venables 15 times a game, but I think that's rightfully so. He is a great defensive coordinator. He comes up with some great schemes and he, he does find that way to take away your best option. And the best option in this game is going to be the King for Miami. So I think they find a way to kind of slow him down 
Clemson, I haven't really been thoroughly impressed with Clemson this year. Uh, their passing game mostly, it's just, like you said, it's ETN. Um, they lost a couple guys to the draft. I think they lost one guy to some spinal injury this offseason. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they, they do have athletes there, but I don't think they're as polished as what they thought they were going to have. Um, it's going. To, I think it'll be a close game. I think Clemson wins. Um, I, I hate picking Clemson. I do not like them. I do not like Dabo Sweeney. Um, only person I really can like respect is Venables, just a hardworking dude. And he just does what he does and goes about it. Um, but yeah, it sucks picking Clemson, but that's kind of a smart pick right now. Right on. Let's move to the NFL and then, uh, we'll, we'll get out of here. Um, I'll start with my team. The Niners are two and two. They're banged up. Jimmy G practicing, I guess he's limited though. Dolphins come to town. Niners, an eight-point favorite. I don't know if you guys have anything to add to this, but um... – <laughs> I don't. Okay. <laughs> what, what, Niners probably win, but uh, I don't know. Everybody's just getting hurt. I feel like I'm going to get hurt watching the Niners. I want Tua. I want Tua. That, okay, yeah. I, that might be a reason to, to search out this game if you see on Twitter late Sunday evening, like, oh, second half – Fitzpatrick's hurt, or their bench team too is in. See what he can do. Um, all right, we got a battle for first place. Uh, Bobby, I'll go to your game next. I don't know if Bryce has anything to add to it. Uh, and then we'll get to the three marquee games. The Browns are in a marquee game, by the way. But uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, the first place team in the NFC East, at one, two, and one, they will battle for the Keystone State for supremacy. They go to the Thorino Steelers, Pittsburgh, a seven-point favorite. Bobby, what are you thinking here? Uh, hammer the Steelers in this one. Eagles have a terrible offensive line. I think Lane Johnson got her. I don't know if he came back in that game after I turned it off or not. But, you know, T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree, Hayward and Tewitt, I, we might have 10 sacks in this game. Um, maybe less than 20 rushing yards for the Eagles. I just don't see – our defense allowing Philadelphia to do anything. They have no passing threats. Um, Wentz is, you know, get one hit on him. He's rattled the rest of the game. And like I said, their offensive line is just absolute garbage. Uh, Steelers, I think it kind of benefits us getting an extra bye week. You know, it gives Ben some early season rest, lets him kind of get back. It kind of took him out of a rhythm not having that game last week, he said today. But I, I see it as a positive that, you know, our offense can kind of gel, learn a little bit more, install a little bit more that someone – Stuff that we may have thrown out um, against the Titans to win that game for an AFC tiebreaker. So I think we might see a little more from the Steelers' offense in this game. Uh, especially, I think we'll try to get James Conner going again. He's been a steamroller the last few weeks. Uh, our offensive line's starting to shape up. Uh, really hope we get uh, Wisniewski back um, soon to kind of shore up our guards. Uh, so, you know, hammering the Steelers on this one, home game. This is like our third home game in four games and we'll have another one next week so the whole back half of the season is going to be away games so I feel like we win now puts ourselves in a good position to kind of you know have one or two get away from us in the end of the season um, yeah you saw what uh, the the uh, oh ooh, the football team whatever you call them uh, did to the Eagles um, week one and the Steelers have just as good defense line if not better uh, I don't think this game will get uh, get close at all. I, I don't know. I mean, I know the 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 Steelers' offense isn't like 
as what you would want it to be as a Steelers fan, but uh, the Eagles aren't good. So there's that. So, yeah. 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 I would, I would lay, uh, I would think I'm, uh, I don't know. I think Pittsburgh wins. I don't know if I'd lay a seven because it's NFL. All right, let's get to the three marquee games and then we'll get out of here. Thursday night football, actually a good matchup on paper. I don't think it will be that great of a game. The three and one Buccaneers will go to Chicago, take on the three and one Bears. Bucks three and a half point favorites. Uh, give me Tampa Bay. I just checked the weather; it's gonna be like sixty nine degrees, so it's not gonna nice. be uh... <laughs> <laughs> very <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> um, it's not gonna be frigid, brutal, uh, windy, or anything like that. Chicago, Tampa Bay ought to be able to move the ball. They're starting to round in the form a little bit. Even though Tom Brady keeps throwing a pick six every game, it seems like. But uh, the Bears, Foles, Trubisky don't really have a ton of confidence in either of those two. Uh, Bryce, Bobby, what's your thoughts on this one? Uh, I'll just I'll jump in real quick. Basically, you know, I think if this game was in December, we'd be talking about it a little bit differently. But, um, you know, still what, last week, what the I think the Buccaneers fell behind to the Chargers, what, like 21-7 or something like that, and then came back. But um, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like if I'm, if I'm picking, I'm picking Tampa Bay. I'm picking Tom Brady uh, to get it done. The offense for the Bears is just not, uh, not working out for me. And uh, surprisingly, they've, they've, their record is much better than what I thought it would be right now. So, But, but give, me, uh, give me Tampa. I'll take them. Yeah. I, uh, our NFL preview at the beginning of the year, I picked the Bears to win the North and go to the NFC Championship. I, I was feeling great about that after week three. And then uh, they, they bench Trubisky, start Foles. I just don't think when Foles is in that they're at their best. I know some people disagree. I feel like it's too – you can't give up on Trubisky. He, he gives you much more of a running presence than Foles does. Um, so that kind of helps out with, like, the read options and everything. His passing's not great, but, you know, it might be a product of the offense around him. Uh, he doesn't really have a number one go-to receiver. He has Allen Robinson, who's pretty good, but I don't think that the Bears use him enough. I, I got to go with the, the Buccaneers in this one. They're starting to come into some form here. Uh, Brady looks comfortable in Bruce Arians' offensive system now. Um, a short week. I get Buccaneers, uh, Bears, bring back Trubisky, put him back in the game. All right, we go to the uh, marquee game in the 1 o'clock window Sunday. If it's played, the undefeated 4-0 Buffalo Bills will travel to Tennessee, take on the 3-0 Titans. Like I said, if it's played, uh, I'll go to Bryce first on this one. Your thoughts? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's oh. no line on this game, by the way, because of the COVID situation. So, anyway. God. Yeah, it's it's tough because, you know, I, I was really hoping to see the, the Titans Steelers play just to kind of gauge, you know, where where both teams were going, you know, in what direction and everything. But we didn't get to see that. So based off of what I've seen from the Bills, you know, give give me give me them all day. Um, you know, Josh Allen looks great. It's crazy. He's a he's he's a badass. Um he's he's got weapons. Cole Beasley still making money in the NFL. Good for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think with everything that's going on, um, the distractions probably down there in Nashville, uh, I feel like the Bills might – I don't want to say are, are, are the favorite to win the AFC, obviously, because of who else is in there. But, um, damn, like they, they're scaring me. Like they, I, 
I wouldn't be upset if they won, they they went to the Super Bowl and won it all this year. Like that'd be good for good for them. Good for those poor Buffalo Bill fans. But give me the Bills. Yeah, I'm gonna roll right with you on the Bills. Circle the wagons, Pinto, Ron, get the mustard and ketchup out. Uh, Tennessee, I just who are they going to be without? Are we even going to have the game? What's what's going to happen? Nobody knows. Um, they've been distracted. They haven't really been able to have a practice. They've been holding Zoom meetings and sessions. Uh, so they're going to be even more rustier than a team that would be coming off of a bye. Uh, give me the Bills. Give me the Bills big. Get some redemption for that 99 miracle in Nashville. Yeah, uh, I'm on the Bills too. The scary part about Buffalo to me, uh, if you're the rest of the league, maybe, you know, minus Kansas City and – but maybe Kansas City and Baltimore. I don't know. I think we all touted, like, you know, this defense is going to be unbelievable. Uh, giving Tredavious White the contract, that Oliver up front. They got a, a defensive line depth. Um, Sean McDermott, their head coach, kind of a defensive-minded coach. Their defense hasn't played well yet this year, and they're still 4-0 because the offense is kind of carrying the day. Josh Allen taking that next step with the weaponry they got. So I think, you know, maybe this is a game. Then I get it. You know, the Titans might be without some guys here or there. Don't know if the team is going to be played. We talked about that, obviously. But maybe the, the Bills' defense rounds in the form this game. All right, final NFL game, marquee of the week. And uh, that'll be it for the preview. The 3-1 and one Indianapolis Colts. They'll go in to Cleveland, take on the 3-1 and one Browns. Indianapolis, actually, a one-and-a-half-point road favorite. 425 Eastern CBS game of the week. I'll go, Bobby, you can go, and then Bryce will have the final say because it's his team. Give me the Browns. I just love the momentum. I know the Colts, I think they have the number one defense in the NFL right now. Um, Leonard's unbelievable with the linebacker spot, but I don't know. I just think Cleveland, the way they're, they got the running game going, um, I think the, the crowd that will be at Cleveland Brown Stadium will be. Yeah, 12,000 uh, now. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, it'll be electric. That'll be um, some atmosphere to deal with. And um, I'm buying the Browns right now. Uh, like I said, Bobby, then Bryce, what do you say? Yeah, I'll be quick so Bryce can get to this one. Uh, Browns, you know, I picked them last week to beat the Cowboys. Uh, so I was feeling great about that. I don't like that Chubb's hurt. Not sure how long he's going to be out. I'll let Bryce talk about that. Kareem Hunt's still a good option. And this other guy they had in last week, uh, I mentioned him earlier, uh, the incredible game. Uh, Browns are starting to come together. Like I said, they've they've found their stride with Stefanski's offense, keeping it simple, but also throwing in a mixed play here or there. Uh, obviously, with the reverse pass from Landry to Beckham, which was pretty sweet. Um, you know, I, I gotta give some love to the Colts. You know, they got my guy Quentin Nelson. Um, they got a good running game. Game manager Philip Rivers. Just don't let him have the ball to go with a minute to go and throw an interception. Um, I got the Browns by a field goal in this game. Ooh. A Cody Parkey field goal to win the game. Boy, that would be something. I'd love that. Um, yeah, you guys all make great points. Um, you know, this is this is strength on strength. Uh, love the Colts defense. Uh, to go with uh, uh, Leonard there at linebacker, you've got two great defensive linemen that love to get after the pass. Uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, get after their, with their pass rushing and everything. Uh, that Justin Houston seems like he, after he left Kansas City, um, you know, Kind of got some rejuvenation there uh, in Indianapolis, and then DeForest Buckner. Um, you know he, he's he's played very well so far, so that'll be that'll be good to kind of see those uh, 
you know, like I said, strength on strength going up against each other. Um, so far, I think I've seen where Chubb is like around six weeks, um, which will put him coming back right around, I would think, Thanksgiving with their bye uh, positioned at week eight. So, um, you know, when I saw him get rolled up on, boy, I uh, looked bad. Around. Yeah. yeah, it looked bad, like just kind of how he reacted. And he's been a pretty tough dude so far. So I was like, ah, shit. And it happened so early to where I was like, uh, we're fucked. And then, like, so my only thing that I could say is, yeah, the Cowboys defense sucked, and our offensive line was literally like mauling them. Wyatt Teller was like, our, our, our like, if, if you like offensive line blocking, go watch the Browns because they're like fucking dominating, just moving people all over, getting to the second level, coming off like your, you know, your, your second block and coming up, up the field and just getting after everybody. So, um, so it was nice to see and to know that the Browns can put almost like a, a full game together without Nick Chubb. Um, yeah. To Ernest Johnson, I think he's like his second year out of maybe South Florida or something like that. But boy, uh, you know when your when your offensive line's blocking like that, um, you know it's going to make any you know any running back look good. Uh, uh, Dontrell Hilliard, you know he came in there, took some snaps. He's been with the Browns for a while. He's you know he's a steady ball carrier, not going to win you a game, but you know definitely going to give uh, those two a, a little bit of a breather, especially uh, with uh, Kareem Hunt coming in like seventy five percent. So. Um, you know, same recipe, you know, get, you know, score first. Um, cause you know, that defense is going to break our safety that, uh, I forget his first name, but Sandejo, God, he is fucking awful. Just, just garbage. We really miss Grant Delpit. I wish we had him play him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, I watched the whole second half of the, the Browns Cowboys game without pants on. If that's telling you something, I was that fucking excited, <laughs> like legit, like pants were coming off. Just I was like just stomping around like high stepping and stuff, and then boy that fourth quarter hit, and uh, I was like no, no way, no way, and then they just kept clawing back in our defense, and I want to say it's because they had the lead, they kind of let up a little bit, they had a huge lead, but uh, it just enough in Browns fashion to just scare the piss out of you. So um, I feel like this game by the time Sunday rolls around, it might be a straight like straight up like pick 'em game. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. that spread. So. Um, I think the I think the Browns won a lot of people money last week uh, beating the Cowboys the way they did. So, um, you know, offensively the Colts don't really scare me. You know, they're they they win games because of their defense. Um, but it was just a few weeks ago when what the Jacksonville Jaguars beat them, right? Isn't that isn't that what happened week one? So yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. But what you got at uh, Cox? Like he's like a tight end slash wide receiver, Malali Cox, I think his name is, and then then Pascal and and, and T Y Hilton. So. Um, you kind of saw what well, you didn't kind of see. You saw Miles Garrett just dominate um, that offensive line for uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. So I just hope he carries it going, you know, forward. And um, you know, we keep getting after the quarterback. Maybe we hurt Philip Rivers. Maybe that's his last game. Maybe it's a helmet to helmet or something sweet like that. I'm just kidding. I would never wish that on anybody. But um, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm always never going to be like that's a double. C double negative there I, I'm never going to be high on the Browns and like want to pick them that's just like my gut and my nature um, I think it's going to be a good game um, yeah yeah so I'll, I'll just I'll just say I'll say Colts win in a really good game and uh, uh, that's rev- okay the reverse Browns, jinx the Browns, yeah yeah the old reverse jinx yeah the, the Browns can lose this one it's okay you know they're they're sitting pretty with uh, how their schedule folds. You know is uh you know folds uh in, in, in like after their bye. So I'm getting excited. I don't know. It's like I, I just can't believe it. Like you guys, like I 
I haven't felt this way in such a long time watching the Browns play. Right. Just like seeing, yeah, and like watch this be the year like the NFL fucking cancels the season. Like when the Browns are like, you know, like seven and two, like wild card, you know, getting ready to like, you know, maybe even win, not necessarily win the division, but finish second in the division or something. So who knows? Fuck it. Ride the waves. Ride the waves, man. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm riding it. All right, that, that's going to do it for uh, this episode of the Podcast PCAST. Rate, review, subscribe, follow the show on Twitter at Podcast PCAST. Next week, fellas, we're going to do a Big Ten preview, um, go through the league, give out some thoughts, opinions, picks, gambling plays, yada, 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 and then um, another decent slate of college football. So we'll have to talk about that. And then who knows what the, uh, the league will throw us. Um, also, LeBron could get ring number four Friday night. So uh, getting kind of excited about that personally. So um, I'll throw it to Bryce, then Bobby, any famous last words, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, just how I opened up the, up the podcast. Woof, woof, woof. Yeah, RIP Eddie Van Halen. Shout out. Yeah, shout out Tyson Vite, Logan Native, uh, Iowa State linebackers coach, and uh, go Irish. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week.